Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Before I read, I could just tell you uh, a quick story. Um, I was listening this morning to a guy called uh, John Maxwell, who is a leadership guru, Christian guy. And uh, he was just saying how he is in his 70s and his father-in-law was in his 90s and passed away in July of 2020. And John Maxwell was just telling the story of how he had spent, for example, three hours sitting by his bedside uh, just before he died. And he'd spent those three hours telling his father-in-law all the things that he had learnt from his father-in-law over the years. Uh, and he said to him, you know, the thing is that not only have I learnt from what you've said to me, but I've learnt more from uh, and just as much from your attitude and your actions that have gone with the things that you have said. And uh, you've been a wonderful model and example to me. And as we read this passage, we see that um, Paul is a model to the uh, Thessalonians who have uh, been converted by his ministry. And they now, uh, as a church, are a model to the people around them, that other people are seeing not only their words, but also their actions that are speaking very loudly to the people echoing across the valleys of Greece, in fact, um, their words and their actions. So let's just have a read of this and then we'll have a quick look at what it means. Um, So Paul says in verse four of chapter one, we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because the gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. So what we see here is that Paul says how these people were converted was through listening to Paul's message. And he says, that it came about uh, not only through words, he says, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. Now, when Paul says that they were uh, they were changed not only by words, it doesn't mean that words were not used. In actual fact, words were used and words have to be used in order for people to really understand uh, the gospel. 
Uh, and so, uh, you know, sometimes we kind of say to people, well, you know, just just let your action speak. Forget about words. No, words do matter. And in fact, when Paul went to Thessalonica, this great European city, um, the first time he went to Europe and he went there to preach in about AD 49, it tells us in Acts 17 that as was his custom, he went into the synagogue and he reasoned with them from the scriptures explaining and proving that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Christ, he said. And so we can see there that he reasoned with them. He proved things to them. He explained things to them. He proclaimed to them. So there was no absence of words. He spoke good words of truth and of the gospel. And of course, those words were an instrument of power, but it wasn't just words. Those words came, he says, with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. It's like as Paul was speaking, the Holy Spirit was taking up his words, anointing them with power so that they were deeply moving and shaping the hearts and the heads and the attitudes and the worldviews and the affections of his listeners. So his words were penetrating into their hearts with deep convicting power. They were coming from a man who was totally convinced and who was speaking speaking with anointing and knew that there was a power upon him as he spoke and they were being received by people who understood that they were the very words of God and who received them as such and who were radically transformed by powerful words spoken from heaven. And, and so it's like Paul is almost running downhill with the wind behind him as he speaks. And it's almost like he's a spectator as he's speaking. He's watching what God is doing in these people's lives as he speaks. God is doing something through him. And Paul says in 1 Thessalonians and chapter 2 uh, and verse 7, he says there that actually uh, you received, sorry, it's verse 13. Uh, when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but actually as it is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. So you received it as the very words of God who that, that is at work in you. You know, the words of God bring life. The words of God bring hope. They bring, they create new things. They do things in us. They change us. They shape us. They, they shape our worldviews. We are transformed, but it's only as the spirit anoints his word to change us. And as we receive it as such, as Paul said it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, that, uh, you know, he says, we did not just speak with words of human wisdom but we spoke with the the words uh, with God's words of anointing by his Holy Spirit now here's the thing that I want to finish with because these people received this message but then these people were changed by this message and then these people shared this message with the people around them it wasn't just the apostle Paul who did all the sharing they were the ones then who uh, took them this message and it rang out from them to the provinces around them 
they were there in Thessalonica, but it tells us that the message echoed out from them. The word there is exekos, and it, we derive the word echo from it. It's like their lives, their transformed lifestyles, and their message kind of echoed across the valleys of Greece. And, and so Paul says that we don't need to say anything. It's almost like Paul says, we're redundant now. We're on furlough now as apostles because we don't need to come back to Thessalonica because you're doing the job. You're the ones who are telling everybody now about this message. We don't need to because you are. We don't need to say anything, he says. You're the ones that are doing the job now. It's like the church was formed through the word, but now the church propagates the word. I want to tell you a very quick story and I'll embarrass my friend Sue, who is watching this right now. Sorry, Sue. But Sue messaged me just the other day on WhatsApp and said, um, just to ask, are you going to post on the various different what's, uh, Facebook groups in Odium, because that's where she lives, or shall I? Because last week we both did it and the, probably people in the community would get annoyed if they get two posts about Sunday morning's meeting. Because on a Sunday morning, I often send out a post or on a Saturday night. Uh, and it turns out that Sue was doing the same and she was putting it on different Facebook groups to invite people to come to church. And she said, do you want to do it or should I? I do it. I said, brilliant. No, I'll probably forget. Please, will you do it so that I don't need to remember to do it? And then I'll concentrate. I tried to do some of the fleet ones as well. And so I'll concentrate on other things. But it was fantastic to think, you know what? I'm not needed. I'm redundant here. Someone else is doing the job. And the, the same is true, you know, for all of us with, with Alpha. I can't invite everybody to the Alpha course. And in fact, if I did, they probably wouldn't come because it wasn't their friend that invited them. But you can. You can share a link. You can tell someone something. Uh, we can't do it all, but we together can do a lot. Our word, the, God's word can echo out across Heart District and across the world, actually, even at this time, through each of us taking responsibility, having received this word. Let's be active in sharing this word so that it echoes out to those around us at this time. It's a powerful word that can bring genuine transformation as it has done and will continue to do for us. And so let us pray as we finish. And Lord, we do thank you for the power of your word that transforms and changes us. We ask you now that you would continue to shape us through your word, that we would be changed, deeply convicted. But then, Lord, we ask you that you would give us courage and joy and confidence to just simply share and gossip this gospel to those around us, Lord, to actively look for ways of doing that so that your word might echo out from this place across uh, our area, Lord, across our towns, across our friendship groups and family groups. We ask for this in your name. Amen.